Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. Less than one half of one percent of the population of the United States is transgender. But yet the politicians are making the other 99.95% of the population of the United States Allow them to use whatever bathroom they want to use. Allowing them, allowing homosexuals that are less than 2% of the population of the United States, by some estimates, some estimates is four, so let's say less than 5% of the population of the United States is homosexual. But yet, we must honor them and being married, and have all the benefits of marriage. And in some states, they're trying to make it illegal for pastors, Christian pastors, to say, I will not marry them. So 99, 95% of the nation is being forced to do things they do not believe in to honor The 5%. Do things look backwards to you in this? And if you speak out against them, you can be put in jail. Canada right now, if you preach from Romans chapter 1, if you preach anything that the Bible says about homosexuality being wrong, you can go to prison. It's the same thing in France and the same thing in Great Britain. They don't want to hear it. They want smooth things. They don't want to hear the gospel. Is there any wonder that the impact that the church is having on American society right now is going down? Because the pastors in the pulpit have failed to stand for the word of God. Well, we have separation of church and state. No, you want to know what the actual separation of church and state is going to be? The rapture. The church will be gone and the state will be left. 
Oh, Lord, help me. The arrest of Christians is going to lead to the opportunity to witness. Persecution will result in a proclamation with the Holy Spirit's help. Tertullian, a second century Christian, as well as church leader, said to his persecutors, the more you mow us down, the more numerous we grow. For the blood of Christians is seed in the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the type of faith we need to have. The more you tell us not to preach, the more we're going to preach it. Glory to God. You know, I'm part of a movement every October. Uh, we, <laughs> I'm part of a group of pastors that preaches against homosexuality. And it's on one particular Sunday. And this organization encourages every church pastor that preaches this as part of the group, make a copy, put it on cassette tape or a thumb drive or whatever, CD, and send it to the IRS. Because it is against IRS regulations for a 501c3 to say anything like that. And this organization says if the IRS comes after any of you, we have a law firm, we will handle all of the legal fees. We want to lift you up as an example of how to stand against the IRS. And in the t almost 10 years this has been going on now at the time of this recording, the IRS has been inundated with 200,000 or more CDs, cassette tapes, thumb drives, printed copies of the, the sermon transcript, and has not prosecuted a single one. Why? Because the first time they do, then they know that case will go all the way to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court could overturn the Johnson Amendment. Amen. Think about that. And we see persecution happening throughout the Middle East today. But despite the persecution, there is an explosive growth of the evangelical church. There, uh, 1984, I'm going to try and get the name right, Mide Debaj, a former Muslim who later became a Christian pastor, was arrested and put in jail for 10 years. In prison, Iranian authorities tried to get him to convert back to Islam. They promised him his freedom if he would just sign a written statement recanting his Christian faith and affirming his return to Islam. But he refused consistently. So they beat him, they tortured him, put him through mock executions where, they, where he would think, this is it, here I come Jesus. But it was a fake, trying to put the pressure on him to recant. In 1988, <coughs> under threats of stoning, his wife converted back to Islam, divorced him, and then married another Muslim man. Then Dabaj was offered freedom in exchange for just an admission of mental instability, and still he refused. In December of 1993, an Islamic court condemned him to die for apostasy. 
but a fellow pastor, Bishop Hayek, chairman of Iran's Protestant Council, courageously sent an open letter to Western media publicizing Tabaj's situation. Due to the pressure from the world's reaction, he was released in January 1994. Two weeks later, he was killed. Five months after his release from prison, I'm sorry, two, month, two weeks after this, Hayek, the chairman of the Iran's Protestant Council, was killed. He was stabbed several times. Five months after being released from prison, Reverend Debaj himself met the same face, same fate, and as he was murdered by a Muslim mob. All this was supposed to be a message being sent to the Christians. But how did it affect the Christian church in Iran? Well, in 1977, before the Iranian Revolution, there were only 2,700 evangelicals in Iran out of a population of 45 million. Of those 2,700, only 300 were former Muslims. Now, the last stats I seen was in 2002. They're reporting there were close to 55,000 believers in Iran, of whom 27,000 or more, almost half, were former Muslims. Now, there's been a purge going on as well, so we don't have current stats. But this is, I'm giving you this as an example of how if you try and persecute Christians, we use it to help spread the gospel. Hallelujah. The growth of the evangelical church has exploded even more across this world. Amen. I mean, the idea behind the Iranian revolution in 1979 was to establish the world's first modern Muslim state, governed completely by Sharia law. Ayatollah Khomeini believed a more prosperous society could be created if the Iranian people and their government adhered to the tenets of the Quran. But 30 plus years into it, 40 years now, the revolution is faltering and many Iranians are disillusioned. Oh, they're trying to spread through military conquest now throughout the earth. I mean, they just struck this deal for a nuclear weapon in 10 years with the United States. But this just plays right in to what the Bible calls the end times. Christians should not be fearing all these things taking place. Just uh, at the time of this recording, a week or so ago, two weeks ago, North Korea detonated what is believed to be a hydrogen bomb. It was so massive. And this has people worried about that. Folks, this is another birth pang indicating it's almost time to give birth to the end of the age. This should be an exciting time for a Christian. Amen. Not to fret and worry and wring your hands and, and oh, woe is me. What is going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. 
that fast in the twinkling of an eye, we're going to be out of here. Then separation of church and state will actually occur. Glory to God. Look around, folks. Look at the poverty. Look at the discontent. Look at people who aren't happy, so they're asking questions. Why isn't life working out the way we thought? Why isn't our country so great anymore? They're ready, they're ripe to hear about hope in Jesus Christ and Him alone. Do not put your trust in the United States government. Do not put your trust in having a million dollars in your bank account because the economy can be wiped out overnight. I may do a study on this next time. I don't know. I'll just briefly mention it here because we've got to finish up. All the gold and all the silver were created in the beginning by God. Genesis, I believe, chapter 2, talks about where the Garden of Eden was located. And it says this one river went around, I believe it was Pishon, went around the land of Havilah where there was gold and the gold was good. God created gold and silver to be the currency of the world. But man has created paper fiat money in an effort to say we control the finances of the world. And now that fiat system is ready to collapse like a house of cards upon itself. And you see people rushing to put their investments back into gold and silver. Why? Because that is the currency God created. It will never go away. Some nations has made it illegal for citizens to possess gold. Why? Because they want to control the finances of that nation. And when you put all the power of money into the hands of a corrupt nation, corrupt power, they have absolute control and absolute control rules absolutely. Another saying is, whoever has the money is in control. But folks, the Christian church movement, especially in oppressed nations, China, oh Lord, China has one of the largest growing Christian churches in the world. Tens of Thousands of people every week are being born again. And it's all in underground churches. It's actually illegal to be a Christian in China. Now they have the approved Christian church of China. But it cannot speak out against the government and, and all these other things. 
the underground church movement in China, has the largest growing church in the world, and they're being oppressed. Amen. People are being arrested. They're being persecuted. In some cases, they're beaten severely. In some cases, they're taken away and never heard from again. But even that cannot stop the rapid growth of these unregistered house churches. Amen? Amen. House churches are meeting in smaller groups now. The Voice of the Martyr reports that while China and Iran and other nations are desperately trying to halt church growth, it's actually having the opposite effect because Christians are moving around even more. We see outreach of people traveling to other cities, traveling to other parts of the country. They're turning, wherever they go, they're planting these little house churches. And it's almost impossible for the government to stop them. Believers do not need to be distressed when trouble comes because God is using it to create more and more opportunities for ministry. Amen. There is a glorious future ahead for every believer. Think about when Christians were persecuted in Jerusalem. It forced them to flee. And they took the gospel to other nations as a result. Amen. And back in Mark 13, we got to get ready to finish up. Jesus says, brother will betray brother to death. This is in verse 12. And a father will betray his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me. But he who stands firm to the end (laughs) shall be saved. Amen. Even though it gets to the point where the whole world hates you, God will never forsake you. He will save everyone who will hold on to their faith to the end. In other words, we who believe in Christ will experience the glories of heaven when it's all over. Now, these words should have been a special source of encouragement to Mark's Roman readers who were being severely persecuted because of their allegiance to Jesus. And I'm sure it did help them endure their suffering with just a little bit of joy, knowing that God would use it to spread his word, that he would vindicate them in the end. I mean, everything they went through that we're reading in the Bible... Glory to God, we're still doing it 2,000 plus years later. So it did help spread the gospel. Amen. But you see, even if we experience trouble today, we don't have to worry about it. We shouldn't give up our faith because God never changes. What he did for them, he will do for us as well. Listen to Jesus. Do not be deceived. Do not be distressed. Just watch for the birth pangs to signal the beginning of the end. Then watch for the signs of the middle of the end, what some call the seven-year period of tribulation. 
that starts with the birth pangs of war and hunger and persecution. Then at the midpoint, three and a half years into it, something terrible happens that makes the suffering even worse. In verse 14, when you see the abomination that causes desolation, standing where it does not belong, let the reader understand and let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. This abomination of desolation is that which Daniel talked about at the end of Daniel chapter 9. And Daniel spoke about a ruler who will come and establish a seven-year peace treaty in the Middle East. And in Revelation 11, we can read that the temple will be rebuilt in Jerusalem at that time. Probably part of this seven-year peace treaty. But halfway, three and a half years into the seven, this ruler who will come, who will put a stop to the temple sacrifices, breaking the treaty, desecrate the temple itself, and proclaim himself to be God. And like I said, I think it'll be a flippant remark. Historically, we got a little picture of what it will look like when a Syrian ruler, Antiochus Epiphanes, desecrated the Jewish temple in 167 B.C., At that time, he built an altar to the pagan Greek god Zeus in the temple and sacrificed a pig on it. This is according to Josephus. 236 years later, the Roman army overran the city of Jerusalem, desecrated the temple, and destroyed it in 70 AD. But these two events only foreshadow what a coming world ruler will do halfway through the seven years. This world ruler is none other than the Antichrist himself, described in 2 Thessalonians 2 and Revelation 13. Possessed by Satan himself, he will create a virtual hell on earth for those who are alive in those days. That's why Jesus said they should flee, especially those in Judea at that time. When the Antichrist comes into Jerusalem, they will have to escape immediately or they will die. What group of people is in that area that have given permission to do so will annihilate the Jews immediately? And it's the Muslims. In verses 15 through 20 of Mark 13, Jesus says, Let no one on the roof of his house go down and enter the house to take anything out. Let no one in the field go back to get his coat. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray this will not take place in winter, because those will be days of distress unequaled from the beginning when God created the world until now and never will be equaled again. And also says in uh, the King James, or that it should take place on the Sabbath day. And we studied that last time. If the Lord does not cut those days short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, whom he has chosen, which is the nation of Israel, he has shortened them. Even when evil is allowed to run rampant, unrestricted, but God still limits how far they can go for the sake of his own people. Even during the great, what we call the great tribulation itself, God will not allow his own people to be tested more than they can bear. 
So when trouble comes, don't be distressed. Don't be deceived. Verse 21 says, At that time, if anyone says to you, Look, here's the Messiah. Or look, there he is. Don't believe it. False messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and miracles to deceive the very elect if that were possible. Stay on your guard. I have told you everything ahead of time. Jesus has told us what will happen. So don't be deceived. Instead, watch for the signs of the birth pangs that signify the beginning of the end. Verse 24 through 27, in those days following that distress, in other words, at the end of the tribulation, the sun will be darkened, the moon won't give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, men will see Jesus coming back in clouds with great power and glory. He'll send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Glory to God. At the end of this age, when everything's dark, Jesus himself will come in plain sight for everyone to see, gathering the believers in Israel to himself. Those believers who come to faith in Christ during the tribulation will be gathered together, and we believers who go before them will join them to rule and reign with Jesus in a new day and a new age on this earth. Talk about Revelation chapter 20. Glory to God. So whatever minor tribulations you're going through today, or even the great tribulation itself, if you're listening to this on a recording, don't be distressed because Jesus is coming soon and you get to spend forever with him. But you will rule and reign with Christ, only if you have trusted Him as your Savior. If you haven't done it yet, I urge you to call on Him today. Look to the one who died for you and then rose again. Ask Him to save you from your sins. The Bible says in Romans ten thirteen, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Will you call on Him today? He will save you from your sins and give you the power to stand firm to the end. Then whether you live or die, he will gather you to himself to be with him forever. Hallelujah. Don't be distressed. Don't be deceived. Just be aware. Watch for the signs of the end. Amen. Do we have time? No. Jesus said his coming will be like leaves appearing on a fig tree to tell you that summer's near. So the signs he described that we just went over will tell you his coming is near. The generation that sees all of these signs coming together will not die out until it's completed. We are that generation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus asked, I mean, the disciples asked Jesus what the signs would be. And at the end... Of down in verse 37, Jesus says, What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. Literally, he means stay awake. If you have never asked Jesus to be your Savior, do so now. Just pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died for my sins. You died for me. God the Father honored your sacrifice and rose you from the dead. Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my heart. 
Become Lord of my life. Create in me that new man that will live with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.